Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Strange things are afoot at the Colleen and Bradley show. We'll tell you why in just a moment. But welcome back. I'm Bradley Trainer, along with Holly Roberts today. Colleen will be back uh, tomorrow. And um, it is a strange day when you find yourself applauding Kim Kardashian. Uh, I've got to love Kim Kardashian for this particular story. And Holly, you brought this to our attention. Please tell us. Why um, you and I in particular, and I know Elizabeth Reese as well, we were all kind of really enjoying this story about Kim Kardashian and kind of feeling a little envious. Oh, Bradley, Kim Kardashian is living my rich person dream. And this rich person dream, I think I have expressed it on the air here on the Colleen and Bradley show and at my talk for years Kim Kardashian is living my rich dream via her kitchen. Now, it all started because Kim Kardashian on her Instagram stories was doing a story about her underwear that she has for sale. Scams. Solution wear. And uh, one of the photographs was of Kim Kardashian in front of her refrigerator, which was huge. She has like 10 kinds of nut milk. Five kinds of water. They have that many different kind of nut milks. She's rich. Okay. That happens when you're rich. Anyways, people were dragging Kim Kardashian for her refrigerator full of nut milk and sparkling waters. So she wanted to uh, respond to the haters by giving us a tour of her kitchen in her Hidden Hills home. And Bradley... This is a kitchen. This is a kitchen. Now, she shared this on her Instagram stories. uh, So let's listen to Kim Kardashian just for a little bit, uh, giving us a tour of the inside of her pantry and kitchen. Okay, so since the inside of my fridge is so baffling and I saw all these news reports, I'm going to give you guys a tour of my fridge. So you'll come into my pantry... I have, I got rid of all my plastic, so it's all like glass jars, even all my sprinkles and stuff from my frozen yogurt. She has a sprinkle carousel. So you come in the pantry, all there is is the frozen yogurt machine. Wait, 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 stop it. She has her own Froyo machine. What? She literally has a Froyo closet that she opens up. And it's just like whirring away. Like, who makes the Froyo? I am telling you, this goes on, and I don't know if you want to keep playing it. No, that's okay. But here's the thing. So what you didn't see, because it's radio and not a visual medium yet, someday they might make a medium where we can both talk and be seen. In the meantime, we'll be in this cave here with a microphone trying to paint pictures for you in your mind. She's walking through this area of, like, she's got these counters, and... 
As one who is trying to remove all of the plastics and single-use items from his home, having all of those reusable jars filled with staples just makes me happy. And then she goes over to the carousel like those wheel. you know, what do you call those things? It's like not a carousel, like a Lazy Susan kind of thing. Sure, we'll call it With shelves. And she spins it, and it's all sprinkles and toppings for her Froyo, which she then turns around and opens the cabinet, and there is a giant Froyo machine just sitting there. Bradley, Bradley, that is my rich person dream. We have asked the question, I think, multiple times over the years, what is your rich, indulgent fantasy? Mine is to have a frozen yogurt or soft serve machine inside my what house. What flavors would you have? Like, cause you, okay, so presumably that let's just That's say there's my dr- two spouts. Camouflage in my dream. There's two spouts. Yeah. Um, you're going to have the the regular, I don't know, vanilla or tart or whatever the the standard is. And then what's the other flavor? It can alternate. But like, what's the second tier flavor in your Froyo machine? Thank you, Bradley, for asking. Well, right now I would like vanilla. I love vanilla. Yeah. Then I want to do something extra spicy, and I would like to have taro in my secondary oh, frozen yogurt taro. flavor. I do love the taro because yeah. it makes you feel, I don't know, like kind of like international because it's a flavor we don't get to to indulge in yes. very much here. I would also it's maybe... It's a purple sweet potato flavor. Yeah, it's and then maybe I would also change that up with like a, I don't know... Maybe a sea salt caramel. Oh, yeah. Or maybe even just chocolate. Sometimes they even have Dutch chocolate that's a or little like a richer. like a coffee, like a little bit of a mocha, some coffee flavor. She's know? living my dream! No, she literally is. Kardashian so, is literally And this, by the dream. way, is just one sliver of her, uh, of her pantry slash kitchen because then the thing that blows my mind, she opens the door, and we're talking about Kim Kardashian's crazy-ass kitchen in her Hidden Hills home. She goes into what looks like the kitchen at your favorite restaurant, like the kitchen at the Applebee's. She has this industrial food, like restaurant grade kitchen that has like, you know, restaurant appliances. Yeah. And there are people working in there, which it's insane. It's like she has staff running a restaurant for her. She's yeah. like, here's what's for dinner tonight. It's yeah. vegan tacos. <sighs> They're plant based. Yeah. And she didn't make those tacos. The no, lady, she didn't. That, the the, the no name lady that's in the corner, you know, uh, making her food for her, who she doesn't even acknowledge, is just sitting there bebopping around, probably making more than most people at a restaurant. Think about this, Bradley. Think about what Kim Kardashian, in her industrial kitchen in her house that she's given us a tour of. Think about she could actually recreate. Applebee's in her kitchen. Yeah, she, like she could just be like, hey guys, you want to come work at my private party for the night? All yeah. the staff oh, at Applebee's. Absolutely. She could just do that. Um, I will say the thing that really spoke to me in yeah. Kim Kardashian's kitchen. Mm. So for you, it was the Froyo machine. Yeah. For me, it was the walk in refrigerator. Oh. And it's not the only one, but the biggest one is this walk in refrigerator. And one. as somebody who longs to store items in a refrigerator, uh, bulk items, items that I can purchase once and then just use over time. Like I could get half a cow yeah. and put it in this freezer refrigerator thing. I could buy like all the things I want at the farmer's market and then uh, store them. I mean, it's just beautiful. You could ferment all I know, of I the could vegetables. Have a fermentation closet. Oh, Bradley. This is just. I feel we, like people listening right now are like, you two loons have lost the, your damn mind. But this is the thing where we are finding ourselves in a strange place today, Bradley, where we are totally envious 
of Kim Kardashian, and we want to hang out with her, and we want to have her life. Rob, uh, I have to ask you, as a person who um, maybe isn't as weird as Holly and I are at this moment. No, you just don't know me that well. Oh, okay. Well, good. No, I'd like to know more. So when you see a video like this, how do you feel? Like, what's your relationship with the kitchen? Do you long for a kitchen like this, or is this the last thing that you want to deal with in your life? If I had a kitchen like this, I would never leave my home. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the reasons why I... Perhaps as a single person, that's part of it, too. Sure. Uh, just a, a chance to socialize and be around people as I go out to eat a lot. Yeah. So no, that's I'm not a ready for a home like that yet. I get it. I am at the stage of my life where I want to be in that giant space uh, alone <laughs> with my vegetables and fermented <laughs> items. I understand. So am I. But actually, you know, I feel like I could have, I could entertain I could have people over. But see, that's the thing. When you get to have an industrial kitchen like Kim Kardashian, then the party just comes to you. Yes. When you have a frozen yogurt You'd be like, machine. Come over, make your dinner in my kitchen. I don't care. You don't even need to feed me. You could just make your own food. Yes. You want to do meal prep for the week? Come over to my kitchen. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, exactly. And we could do it together. I would love to do meal prep on Sundays with a bunch of people. Ain't doing it in my kitchen now because my kitchen is the size of a, you know, a shoebox. Me too. But... Okay, so um, again, to recap for those of you just joining us here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, Kim Kardashian is Kitchen Goals 2020. Yes. So whatever we can do to get the live-in, walk-in, um, I guess it's not a live-in kitchen because well, you probably could, though. It's bigger than my house. I know. I mean, I'd put a TV in there. I would not leave that place. No. Why would you? Actually, I could just get a studio apartment and make it a kitchen and then... Oh, rent house. The story just got really sad. Okay, when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, we're going to go back to The Crown. Not the show on Netflix, which we love, but the season we really want, which is what's really going on behind the scenes of the biggest story of the week. And that is that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have decided to retire as senior members of the royal family. We'll get all the latest when we come back right here on My Talk 107.1. And how will our favorite royal TV show, Netflix is the Crown, deal with Prince Harry and Meghan leaving the royal family? We're going to find out right now here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. Streaming live and doing everything entertainment on the app, by the way. And Holly, I think that there are a whole bunch new prizes uh, that have been restocked in uh, our prize closet area yes. um, for listener rewards on our My Talk 107.1 app. Yeah, you can get lit with a $1,500 Lighting RX makeover from Southern Lights. We're also giving away snowshoes and a state park pass, a Sky Zone gift card tickets to the movies and more. So you're going to want to go check out listeners rewards. I mean, you're listening anyways. Might as well get some prizes. So go to mytalk1071.com to check out all the details. All right. Thank you for that. And now um, I want to go back to the story that everybody's talking about. And that is um, earlier yesterday, we learned that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have decided to forge a new path mm -hmm. on their life's chosen career areas and um, retire, if you will, or pull back from their roles as senior members of the royal family. Well, we now know how Netflix's The Crown is going to deal with this because right now, for those of you who don't know, we are three seasons in. And in the third season, we're like in the 70s. There's going to be a fourth season that's going to be still uh, with Olivia Coleman as the queen. So like every two seasons, they dump uh, everyone and sort of fast forward and then give a whole crop of new people an opportunity to inhabit the characters of the queen, the royal family, etc., etc., loosely based on truth. I'm just pretending it's completely true because we'll <laughs> never know. Yeah. 
Therefore, we know that seasons, let's see, uh, what is it? Five and no, one, two, three, four, five, six. So seasons five and six uh, should be dealing with uh, things as we know them today, right? Like the modern. Uh, yes, modern ish. I would say that definitely the breakup of Charles and Diana. It would be dealing with the death of Princess Diana. It would be dealing possibly with Prince William and Kate Middleton. So it would be that more contemporary history of the British family that we've grown up with in the tabloids. Well, now we know for sure. Okay. How are they going to deal with what's going on oh, right now? So much drama. It's just waiting, begging to be translated into a television drama. We're not going to know anything because they're not going to do it. Rude. The executive producer of The Crown, Susan Mackey, Suzanne Mackey, rather, told uh, somebody, per the BBC, that she thought it was unlikely that these latest events would ever appear in a Netflix series to be... Uh, Quite honest, she said, whatever the life of the crown is after where we are now, I doubt we'll ever go as far into the present day. And the creator of the crown, Peter Morgan, who, by the way, is just a fascinating person because his approach to telling the story is very thoughtful, very unique, and I think ideal for this story. So he actually does an interview with Terry Gross on Fresh Air. So if you ever, if you're like a huge crown fan, I would go listen to that interview because it tells you really why he wanted to tell these stories and how he decided to tell them. But he has previously said he has no idea how he will choose to end the series. Um, he said, quote, I really don't know how it'll end. I really don't know. I couldn't even imagine doing Diana, meaning that storyline. I can't even think about that. Sure. So we don't even know that he'll deal with princess Diana. Yep. Uh, much less her progeny, her children. Yeah. Now, I know that The Crown has cast an actor to play Princess Diana, so they're going to dabble in that a little bit. But, you know, to your point, Bradley, this show, The Crown, the focus is Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. And all those ancillary storylines are about her children. So how much is is it actually going to be focusing on that kind of drama. Yeah, it, it seems unlikely at this point, so it was kind of a womp-womp, like, hey, how's the crown going to deal with this? They're not, you losers! Stop worrying about it! It's not your business! <laughs> well, then, that leaves us to do nothing but read the tea leaves on the internet about yeah. what's really going on behind the scenes. And frankly, um, there, you know, we don't know a lot, but we do know something beyond just what we were told yesterday through their official statement. Yeah. And and by that, I mean, just to sort of tie this all together, by that, I mean, for example, the palace's statement, which really didn't say anything, told you a lot. And um, it does indicate that there clearly are. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. 
What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Are some real deep-seated family issues. If you believe insider reports, now you have to take them with a certain grain of salt because those reports are being reported by institutions that are directly being assaulted, uh, or I shouldn't say assaulted, but are being sued, in fact, by Prince Harry, and have alleged, those outlets have been alleged to have, um, you know, unfairly targeted the two of them. And I think it's fair that, to say they have. Yeah. Um, there's a certain amount of, you know, there's a certain amount of racism, sexism, misogyny um, being thrown at um, Meghan Markle. And there's a lot going on as well. Yes, there is a lot going on. You're right. But so therefore you have to take whatever those institutions are reporting with a grain of salt. But those institutions are reporting that sources within the palace say that uh, they were not made aware until very uh, shortly before the couple made a statement yesterday, which, if you believe, means that there are some real problems in that family. So what you're saying is that if the crown decided to address this part of Queen Elizabeth's uh, royal history, they're not going to lack for any drama to cover because there is some serious rifts that are happening in the House of Windsor. This really is the season of the crown that we want. I tweeted that yesterday and I mean it and I I wasn't the only one. Everybody is like, this is literally what we... Because to to a certain extent, the royal family does play the role of sort of national soap opera in yeah. a way that our celebrities often do in yeah. this country. And the way that we feel very personal about some of the celebrities that we cover on a regular basis, the British media uh, and the British people also feel similarly about the royal family. Right. And we're living in history right now. I mean, we're always living in history. But this in particular, where it's like, oh, our, our, the optics of all of it, it's like the royal family exists in history. But no, they're actually contemporary people going through contemporary issues. And we're seeing that right now with how Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, how their uh, departure from senior royal duties is being handled. Well, we have some more royalty in the next segment. We have D-Bags, Lord and Lady D-Bag, in fact. Do you want to... Uh, pay a visit or homage to Lord and Lady D-Bag when we return? Yeah, you know, we have a special uh, little message that we would like to give out to the original Lord Douchebag when they come back. All right, we'll be right back here on My Talk 1071. Well, celebrities behaving badly, it's a thing. They do it every day. We call them out for it. In fact, we made a whole segment about it here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. We'll get to that in just a moment. But welcome back. It is about 1.30 in the afternoon this Thursday, January 9th, 2020, just motoring along. You know, we thought it was kind of boring and not much was going on. And then all of a sudden, kaboom! Yeah. Stories everywhere. Oh. We still got them. And in fact, we've got a fresh crop of D-bags for you. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. And Bradley, before we get to the D-bags, yeah. just got to give a tip of the hat. Okay, pour one out. Yeah, pour one out. For the original Lord Douchebag, oh, who has passed away. Do people even remember the original Lord Douchebag? I don't know, but they might remember the name Buck Henry. Comedy legend Buck Henry passed away. He was the co-creator of Get Smart mm-hmm. with Mel Brooks. He appeared many times as a guest host on Saturday Night Live. He wrote the screenplay for The Graduate, among other movies. I did not know that. Yeah. Fabulously hilarious guy. 
passed away yesterday. Oh, well, the namesake of this segment uh, deserves some additional respect this afternoon. Because if you don't know, for the kids at home, Lord and Lady Douchebag, this segment... Its origins lie in an old Saturday Night Live skit from the late 70s. God, we are old. I mean, the fact that we used a 70s yes. skit from SNL. Yes, it, you could. Uh, it's up on my Twitter account, Holly Sit D. Roberts. Sit down on my knee, little uh, man, and I'll tell you how we came up with this segment. By yeah. the way, that was a lisp when I said sit. It sounded like I said oh. something else. Thanks for clarifying. my lisp. So, you know what I'm saying? Thanks for clarifying. You're welcome. Uh, yes. So the uh, the uh, inspiration for this segment, Buck Henry, Lord Douchebag himself has passed away. So give a little tip of the hat. Go and watch some of his comedy. It's hilarious. All right. May he rest in peace. Now, for the actual D-bag I have for you today, it is the entire Church of Scientology. Yay! That's not nice. People can do whatever they want. It's true. You can go to whatever church you want. I don't care. But... When you go to a court of law and say that victims of sexual assault and harassment aren't allowed to sue in a court of law in the United States of America because they should be tried in a court of the Church of Scientology, Uh. I and anyone else with a rational mind should call you Lord D-Bag. They earned it, Bradley. And that's just what happened. Um, And I, I know this because there's a story in The Hollywood Reporter about... Um, you know that Danny Masterson, who's in the Church of Scientology, um, an actor, and he was caught up in this, uh, you know, this sort of, I don't want to say caught up in the Me Too movement, but he had some serious allegations against him by four women who sued him over um, a, a string of allegations. Um, in fact, and I just want to see if I can get the specifics here, uh, they claim stalking, invasion of privacy, intentional infliction of emotional distress, among other things. And while Danny Masterson has said the suit is beyond ridiculous, blah, 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 the real news here comes when the Church of Scientology, a co-defendant in this particular case, made an argument that these women already previously agreed to ecclesiastical justice procedures when they first committed to practice Scientology. What that means is they're saying these ladies can't bring a suit in a court of law because when they sign the church of or when they join the church of Scientology, they essentially, like you do when you sign up for cell service, agree that you're not going to take your cell provider to court. You're going to have to be bound by arbitration, meaning a third party We'll get to decide who's right and who's wrong. I'm assuming this is all part of that billion-year contract that people sign when they join the Church of Scientology. I don't know if it's like one of them things like click yes to agree to all the terms and conditions and nobody reads it, but they should. But woof. That, no. So there is um, something called the Federal Arbitration Act. It is compulsory arbitration. Um, A lot of legal words, blobbity blue. But it it provides for this opportunity for the Church of Scientology to make this claim in a court of law. And um, I, I'm not a legal expert, so I can't tell you uh, if they have a, a particular case. They obviously have enough of a case to bring it. According to new court papers in this story in The Hollywood Reporter, um, quote, uh, the women each executed agreements stipulating that my freely given consent to be bound exclusively by the discipline, faith, internal organization, ecclesiastical rule, ding, ding, custom and law of the Scientology religion in all matters relating to Scientology religious services. In all of my dealings, it goes on and on and on. Basically, they say that because they 
agreed to that when they joined the Church of Scientology, they cannot sue Danny Masterson in a court of law as a member of the Church of Scientology. Woof! Woof, Bradley. That's kind of crazy, right? Well, that's kind of crazy. I'm interested to see the progression of this case and whether or not that actually holds up in court because, you know, the Church of Scientology, uh, they do a lot of questionable things. And whether or not that weird billion-year contract for basically your eternal soul that you sign when you join the Church of Scientology, whether or not that's actually legally binding. I would hope not. Now, the Church of Scientology, uh, again, according to this report in The Hollywood Reporter, anticipates that these women, these four women alleging that uh, Danny Masterson abused them, or that the Church of Scientology stalked them on his behalf, apparently is going to challenge this um, agreement for some legal reasons. Yes. Which means, at the end of the day, very likely this is going to set up a big case uh, for both Scientology and the scope of religious liberty. Um, So... There will be broader implications. You know, there are the specific interests of the the parties in this case. But beyond that, this could, you know, have uh, broader meaning for people in general Yeah, um, in similar situations, yeah. not just the Church of Scientology. Yeah, and how they're dealing with arbitration. Yeah. Okay. So, they're my D-bags today. Church of Scientology, why are you getting in the middle of Danny Masterson and his victims? Let his victims have a fair day in court. You don't want to be the people standing in the way of no. them getting justice. Because you got a lot of problems, Church of Scientology. Also, you do. And the reason you do is because we've known, we've seen, time and time again, you don't have to take my word for it, that they have um, uh, allegedly um, used the resources of their church to do things like stalk, harass, and otherwise hound individuals that are critical of of their uh, organization. That's right. So, I digress. That is my D-bag. Thank you for listening. You're welcome. Do you I have a D-bag for me? Sure do. Okay. Warner Brothers! Yay! Oh my god, Warner Brothers? Warner Brothers! I mean, what do, you, what do I have against Warner Brothers? They got Bugs Bunny and uh, what did Bugs Batman Bunny do? and all of these things. I don't know what Bugs Bunny did to me. But I'm here to tell you, Bradley, humans are done. Humans are done? Yeah, humans are done. Hollywood is done. Everything is done. And it's all because of this deal that Warner Brothers has now signed with a company that's called Synaletic because they have signed a deal with this company, Synaletic, that is now using artificial intelligence to help make movies. Sorry, your human thought is no longer needed okay. because Warner Brothers is going to leverage, leverage, excuse me, this alter uh, AI words, system, AI, artificial, artificial intelligence. intelligence, to guide decision making at the green light stage. Meaning, Warner Brothers is basically going to be making movies via algorithm now. So, what this means is. Um, there will need to be less people doing work yes. and more machines doing work. That, and also, this platform, allegedly, supposedly, according to the Hollywood Reporter, can assess the value of a star in any territory and how much a film is expected to make in theaters and on any ancillary streams. Oh, wait, this is like a... So this computer is not making films. This computer no. is like... Well... Is basically saying, you don't want to cast... Um, Charlize Theron in this movie because people won't like her. Yeah, because people don't like her uh, in Denmark. 
So that means that based on these algorithms, Warner Brothers is going to start making movies, meaning that Warner Brothers isn't going to get a group of creative people together in a room and being like, okay, we got to make a hot new movie. We got some stories. Where are we getting our ideas? Share that screenplay with me. No, now they're going to take information that is being gathered by this artificial intelligence system, and all of our movies are going to be made via this algorithmic information, meaning the entertainment that we're going to be consuming is basically informed by robots, okay? But creativity is dead, Bradley. They have literally Cre- sucked all of the joy yeah. Yeah. out of film. Yeah. Literally, this is going to suck all the joy out of the movies that like they're you gonna like be like, to hey, um, we want to do like a big blockbuster film with Tom Cruise. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop. Ah. Yep. Okay, what about um, Bob Gehusafat? Exactly. Who knows who Bob Gehusafat is? Yeah, but he plays well in uh, in the Philippines. So we're going to be doing that here. So woe unto us. Woe unto us, and that's why. That kind of movie making, decision making in this creative realm is just, it's just trash, Bradley. Warner Brothers is trash for doing this. Now, I know that they're saying that this synthetic artificial intelligence is going to help with distribution, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, they're going to use that information and they're going to make crappy, boring movies. Based off of this information. Okay, can I also just point out, what is the joy in a life where you go into the theater and are amused by everything? Exactly. Like, can you imagine that life? I am going to the theater and I will be happy. Yeah. Yeah. You're leaving the theater. That was a wonderful show. Thank you. There's no disagreement. No. There's no difference. No. We're all the same. I have been moderately entertained and I will go forth. And that is the best I could hope for. Yes. I am going to go back now to my home and sit on the couch and watch TV shows that have been algorithmically chosen for my benefit. Yes, and then I will order things online based off of my previous choices, oh. not making me uh, maybe want to think a little bit more and get new ideas and new perspectives and new products. No, I am just fine with the this things. This computer tells me that I want strawberry jam on my toast. Yes, whole wheat. I love strawberry jam. I don't even know that grape exists. When we come back, we are going to tell you stories that you want to hear. Here is one. It is about Lori Laughlin. And the college admission scandal. We'll be right back. When she's me, oh, Lori Laughlin. She's not going to have the best 2020, probably. Should have thought about that a while ago. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. Talking about the top stories of the day. We're doing it online. We're also doing it on our app. I mean, we're not doing it, but, you know, we're doing the show anyway. Um, I'm Bradley Trainer. <laughs> You'll be back tomorrow. And Holly just made a delightful gesture I wish you could have seen. Rob is here as well. And uh, let's talk about Lori Laughlin specifically, uh, Holly. Yeah. No pun intended because... Um, she might have found a loophole to get out all that trouble she's in. I mean, all right. Now, I want to set this up because the college admission scandal, it's still going on. Lori Laughlin, her husband, Massimo Giannulli, uh, facing some serious time behind bars for their role in the college admission scandal. Allegedly, supposedly, they bribed the University of Southern California with about a half a million dollars in order to get their daughter, Olivia Jade and Isabella, into the University of Southern California. Now, I want to go back to something that we talked about in the first hour of the Colleen Bradley show. Now, Rob, if you could roll the beautiful bean footage 
that is blinded by the item. It'll take just a moment for that to happen. Fantastic. So, uh, what is this beautiful bean footage going to give us an indication of? Well, it might give us a little insight into the stories that we're about to read to you uh, today concerning Lori Laughlin and her husband Massimo Giannulli. Okay. And where is this particular... Be- uh- Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Video, bean footage. That would be on the CMB main Cobra button bar. Oh, it's on the button bar. Yeah. It's super It's just, you know, easy. it's just a little blind item intro that we like to play. Oh, the Anyways, blind item intro. Yeah. Blinded by the item. I didn't know where we were going. Sorry. I wanted to go back to Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. I wanted to read a little celebrity gossip mystery, Bradley, that we read in the first hour of the show. Here it is. The illiterate actress is ramping up the PR spend for 2020. The big online tabloid has been bought off. Now, we did this blind item earlier today, and it took us forever to get there. But eventually, we landed on Lori Laughlin. And Massimo Giannulli. And Massimo Giannulli. Exactly. And... And TMZ. Because TMZ today is running with an exclusive story. Now, let's Hollywood speak anytime a tabloid says exclusive at the headline of a story. What does that usually mean? Uh, that means that they gave them the words directly out of their mouth. Exactly. Yeah. So this, yes, sorry. Yes. Continue. So this story <laughs> on TMZ.com from 1 a.m. this morning is an exclusive. And the headline says, Lori and Massimo wrote a check payable to USC. So the sports department could, quote, feed the beast. Now, this story written at TMZ.com says that Lori Laughlin and her husband, Massimo Giannulli, have a secret weapon in their college admission criminal case that the former head of the University of Southern California Athletics Department, who made it clear during his tenure that the school gave him a clear directive to raise money and lots of it. So, this loophole that Lori Laughlin and Massimo Giannulli are hoping is going to work for them in court is that uh, they're saying that the former athletic director is on video talking about his mission from the university to fundraise. So, so trying to say that they weren't trying to bribe anybody, they were just trying to grease the wheels a little bit, which is not illegal. Exactly. So TMZ has been told that at its core, the Lori Laughlin and Massimo Giannulli defense moving forward in the co- college admission scandal is that they did not bribe the former associate athletic director at USC, Donna Heinel, That's what the prosecution is saying. They're saying 
that Massimo, yeah, okay, so he did send Heinel a check for $50,000, but it couldn't have been a bribe because the check was written to the University of California. Yeah, so what they're saying is we've got pl- plausible deniability or we have some like uh, other rationale for why this money was paid. The rest of us are over here like, uh, uh, nice hmm. try, and I'm sure the, the court will... We'll find just the same, and and I don't think jurors are stupid. So, but that aside, what this says then is to your point by bringing this blind item up. Lori Laughlin is using TMZ to try to create a rationale uh, or a credible defense for her case. One that, even if it doesn't work in a court of law will work in the court of public opinion. Right. And, you know, theoretically, potentially could influence jurors. Yeah. But in the broadest sense, at the very least, would influence the public. People use the media to create the narratives that suit them best. Hmm. Oh, you don't say. I wonder where that... I've heard that before. Um, So in this case, you know, they are doing what other celebrities have been alleged to do which is very simply to uh, create a storyline because because here's the thing. Yeah. Because then people like us talk about it. Right. And you hear like, oh, no, they didn't want to do this. They no. wanted to do that. Now, yeah. if you think critically about it, you come to the conclusion that that's just a hotbed of lies, probably. Um, I don't even feel like we need to do that much digging on this story to disprove that potential rationale, right? It just seems on its face a little... Uh, ridiculous. Yes, exactly. That, that they were like, oh no, oh. we were just... I think the reason you made the payment that way is so that you could create the idea or you would have the plausible deniability. Like, oh, I didn't... This wasn't oh. a bribe. Bribes oh. are like in a pillowcase. Exactly. You know, handed over in the dark of night. Yeah. You it, don't just write a check for a bribe. It's in a clear suitcase with wads of thousand dollar bills all yeah. rolled into that. That's what a bribe means. So, yeah, they're saying that they wrote the check to the University of Southern California that, no, this is all just the way that the the college fundraises. And then also, too, they're saying that Mark Singer, the ringleader of the college admission scandal, told Massimo to give him a check for $200,000 to help fund one of Rick Singer's charities. And again, they're saying, like, no, we were just writing that check for some fundraising for the charity. It's not a bribe. However, the U.S. attorney, the prosecution, is saying that they're saying that Donna Heinel received $20,000 a month from Rick Singer, which prosecutors say is proof of a bribe. Now, TMZ exclusively mm. reporting the other side of the story from Lori and Massimo's point of view, saying that Lori's daughters, Olivia Jade and Isabella, were accepted to the University of Southern California before Heinel received a penny. And they're saying that the money well, was sent to her only by Rick Singer and for various things that Donna did for several families, which that's neither here nor there. This is what got them into this problem in the first place. Right. It was this hubris. And again, if you're destroying us, we're talking about the college admission scandal specifically as relates to Lori Laughlin at this moment. And this is the hubris. This is the thing that plagues our world today. Yes. That people come out and say, nothing to see here. Everything's fine. And I meant to do that. And, we, the and expect, <laughs> expect all of us to be like, oh, Okay. Yeah, that seems... Re- I mean, sure. Yeah. I'll go back to my business. When clearly a climate, a crime, a crime has been committed. Yes. And, um, you know, hopefully, in due course, the justice system will work as it's intended to do. Hopefully, you wish and pray and, uh, and make every assurance for. 
um, that it, that that will happen. And, and truly, it's it's you know if if TMZ is has a business just taking words out of the mouth of celebrities who are trying to create false narratives in the public, I don't feel like that's probably illegal. So no. you know, good luck to them. I don't think it's going to work in the in the long run. I don't, I don't think, think it's going to so. pay off. No, I don't think so either. So with all of this stuff around the college admissions scandal and Lori Laughlin and Massimo Giannulli, be wary in 2020 about any exclusive stories that any tabloid has about this couple, about yeah. Lori Laughlin and Massimo Giannulli. What this blind item that we read at the beginning of the segment tells me is that this is a pay-to-play experience. I mean, you could see it on People.com. The header for college admission scandal has at its forefront a picture of Lori Laughlin and her two daughters. They also did a breakdown of Olivia Jade's YouTube video where you could conveniently buy the products that Olivia Jade is talking about in her return to social media. So here's the lesson for the Colleen and Bradley show. Yeah. When we say we go deep in the shallow, we mean it. And what... What practically speaking that means, I think, most days, is that even less than having an, or even more than having an opinion about a particular story as it's reported, it's having an opinion about how the story is reported. Yeah. That's, you know, important as well. I just want you all to read carefully anytime you see any news about Lori Laughlin and the college admission scandal. Pay attention to where the news is coming from and how they're framing it because her PR people are on full blast. She's shouting out a lot of money to get her opinion out there. When we come back, we said strange things are afoot at the Circle K. That is our show. And when Holly agrees with Piers Morgan, you know something's wrong. We'll be right back.